friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host. I'm so pleased to be spending this little bit of time with you uh, today. Today I want to carry on these little conversations that we've been having in the recent weeks. Uh, Jesus never said or, or Jesus said or did Jesus say. I want to explore today uh, another one of these, uh, or a number of these things that Jesus never said. You see, there are some things that we think sound religious, or there are things that we think sound like Jesus could have said them. There are also sayings uh, that get passed on that we think could possibly be from the Bible, and they're just not. They're just not from there at all. And I want to explore some of them uh, uh, and unpack them and reveal what actually does Jesus say uh, into these uh, areas. Jesus never said you have to be cruel to be kind uh, is one of them that I would like to look at. So here we go, friends. Welcome to Making Disciples. It's so lovely to have you with us. It's been so wonderful. If you're one of our new listeners uh, that uh, have joined us in, in the last few months, hey, warm, warm, warm welcome to you. It's lovely to have you with us. But a couple of you messaged me with some ideas for future episodes, which I am super excited about and really grateful for. I will do an episode on what is Jesus's view of women. Uh, a few of you have asked me to just explore that. What does the, the Bible actually say about women? How did Jesus behave towards women? So we will cover that in a future episode. Uh, and there's a few other um, topics that you would like me to uh, unpack around emotional and mental health. So we will, we'll do that. So any ideas that you have for future episodes, then please just reach out, let me know either on Twitter. I don't use Twitter a great deal, but I am at Rabbi Rogers and I, I am on there. Uh, you can do it through that or you can leave it in the comment section of the Making Disciples podcast website. You can do that as well. Anyway, here we go. Friends, we're going to jump in as we explore things that Jesus never said. So here we go. I wonder how often we misquote Jesus without even realising it. Could it be that there are things that we think sound like Jesus, but actually are almost the opposite to what Jesus might have said? Could it be that we think we know what Jesus said, but for some reason we have the wrong end of the stick? So um, someone once said to me, uh, as Jesus said, Chris, spare the rod, spoil the child. Wow. Spare that. I don't know if you've heard this phrase, spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, sparing the rod, it was the cane. If you don't cane a child, then ultimately you won't discipline them and you will spoil them. That was the, the phrase. So someone once said to me, Chris, as Jesus said, Jesus never said that. Like, where did you get that from? Uh, some of these things that people think uh, sound like they could be from Jesus, like, where? no, like, where have you got that from? Uh, Jesus never said God helps those that help themselves. He never said that. Jesus never said God helps those that help themselves. I had this said to me recently. Uh, I was doing a, a particular event and I'm talking to the person about a family member and they said, well, of course, you know, God helps those that help themselves. No, he doesn't. And I quickly, 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 quickly rectified them. And I said this, no, God helps those that can't help themselves. I, that is the gospel. 
The gospel is a gospel that God helps those that are on their knees, those that are burned out, those that have got nothing left. God helps those who are on their knees. Uh, God helps those who can't help themselves, essentially. So, yeah, God never, you know, this is never in, in Scripture. God helps those that help themselves. Where the heck does that come from? Um, so these are the kind of things that I, I want us to just be exploring today. Some of these sayings are these weird and wonderful phantom uh, quotes or ideas that people either say or, or live out. Um, but when you unpack them, you realise that actually they're just not helpful and they're just not true either. Um, you know, we think about God works in mysterious ways or, you know, the other phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness. I don't know if you heard that one. Cleanliness is next to godliness. You know, it sounds religious enough, doesn't it? But it isn't. Um, cleanliness is next to godliness. It's, it's, I think it might have just been a mum who said that one day. Um, but, you know, it's not from the Bible. Your, your godliness is not determined by how much you shower. Uh, it's just not it's not there you're not going to find it so these things are attributed to jesus these kind of ideas these kind of phrases i want to unpack a few of them today so number one i've got four of them number one jesus never said you have to be cruel to be kind if you heard that phrase you have to be cruel to be kind i am so pleased that god really isn't like this um, if God had ever behaved in a cruel manner towards me, uh, I would be in a real mess. Um, God is not cruel to me to be kind. Now, there are times and seasons when you may have to hold back or be careful or not go rushing into something uh, to help someone grow and flourish. Uh, if you are always running in to solve somebody's problem, then it may not be um, a learning opportunity for them. Uh, if we think about it, we often live by this idea without realising that it is a direct contrast to God's grace. God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is always there uh, God's grace is always at work. God's grace is always wanting to love, to cherish, to support and hold up. So uh, if somebody is in trouble, God's grace says that I'm there to support them. I'm not going to be there to be cruel to them just so that they may, you know, we are there mercifully and gracefully as, as God's hands and feet. Uh, you know, we incarnate the incarnated God to people. Uh, that's been one of the things that I've uh, been really reflecting on recently. You know, we as Christians, we are the incarnation of the incarnated God. The incarnation just means like putting on flesh and blood. We put on flesh and blood uh, of a God who put on the flesh and blood. Uh, so we are God's grace and mercy to people. The reality is Jesus behaved in the opposite manner of cruelty he behaved with grace and mercy uh, Jesus received ultimate cruelty for us on the cross that we wouldn't need to receive cruelty Jesus Jesus takes on cruelty itself so that we might receive his kindness Jesus isn't cruel to be kind but perfectly loving 
to be kind. So there is a difference. So I just want to think about this. There's a difference between somebody who, let's talk about an addiction, uh, an addict. Sometimes people say to help an addict, you have to be cruel to them because they, they have to wake up. I, I get what somebody might be saying there, but I would rather say it like this. Uh, we uh, sometimes need to be perfectly loving to be kind. Sometimes perfectly loving means you're there, but you're not solving the problem for the person because you're working with them in the solution rather than being the solution. And I think that is the difference. You don't have to be cruel to be kind. You have to be perfectly loving to be kind, which is what we see uh, done by Jesus on the cross. So Jesus never said you have to be called to be kind. Jesus really said, love and show mercy to be kind. Uh, love and show mercy to be kind. That's how we respond. So it's my first one. The second one I want to look at is this. Jesus never said you're too far gone to be saved. You're too far gone. It's gone too far. This can't be dealt with. I sat with a gentleman this morning. This gentleman has had a falling out with his two sons. And I said, is there ever a point where you think where you might be able to become uh, back in relationship with your two sons? And he said, they've done too much and they've gone too far. They've gone too far. They think the choices that they've made. That just really broke my heart to hear a dad say of his two sons, they've done too much and they've gone too far for me to forgive them and be back into right relationship with them. And I hear that all of the time. Uh, if you watch the TV show Friends, I I, I, I love Friends. You know, it's uh, one of those programs that I watch back and realise it's not actually done very well over time. It's far more um, maybe racist and sexist and homophobic than uh, than you recognised at the time. But I do enjoy Friends. And in a classic episode of Friends, Joey turns to Chandler and he states this. He says, you're so far past the line, you can't even see the line. The line is a dot to you. Chandler had gone over the line. He'd done something. I don't remember what it was now. But he'd done something. And it, it, it had um, just pushed him and, and Joey's relationship. And, and Chandler had gone too far. And Joey turns to him and says, you're so far past the line, you can't even see the line. The line is a dot to you. Do you know what, friends? This isn't something that I've uh, ever heard anybody say, but it is something that I've seen people behave and do. You've gone too far. Uh, I cannot forgive them. Some of us think we simply have done too much or been too bad or gone too far to know the love of God again. And and I, I want to kind of affirm and underline this to you. God has never said that about you. Human beings may have said it, estranged family members, friends, but God has never said that about you. Um, you know, we say, but God, if you only knew what I have done, and God's whisper back to us is, I don't care, I dealt with it on the cross. So what I want to say to you, if you if you have this inner dialogue in your head, or you know somebody with this, this dialogue, I want to point out to you first and foremost, grace is that what we have uh, done is not too far for God's love and mercy. No matter how far you've gone or whatever you have done, God still comes to get us. Jesus never said you've gone too far to be saved. 
Jesus says it doesn't matter how far you've gone, I am coming for you. And that's what the cross is for. So Jesus really says, uh, you've never gone too far because I can get there. Gone too far is this idea that I'm not willing to go to that place to bring you back. I mean, when people say they've gone too far, what it implies is they've gone to a space that I am not willing to venture to to bring them back home. Jesus says, does not matter how far you have gone, I'm coming for you because I'm bringing you home. Uh, and, and it's radically different. Jesus never said you've gone too far to be saved. Jesus says, doesn't matter how far you have gone, I'm coming for you. You're a part of my family and I want you a part of my family. And you can try to push the boundary and go further and I will just keep coming. That is the gospel of Jesus. So number three, Jesus never said, follow me and everything will be okay. Now, this is an interesting one because I've never actually heard anybody preach that follow Jesus and everything will be okay. I've never really heard that. I've never really had anybody specifically say it to somebody. But I have seen people living, believing it and acting as if if I only prayed more, if I only followed Jesus in a harder way or a more precise way, then everything will be okay. Um, I have had people who I came to faith and when I came to faith, I thought everything would be would be fine now, but it's just not. You know, the addiction is still there. The marriage still fell apart. The uh, depression still exists. You know, the debt is still needing to be paid. The bank are still wanting, you know, all of those things. Just because you become a follower of Jesus does not mean everything will now fall into place. Jesus never promised that following him would be easy. In fact, Jesus promises the opposite. He says, I promise you that if you follow me, it's going to be difficult, which is obviously not really what we want to hear. The gospel message isn't that it will be easy because Jesus is now in your life. The gospel message is that it will be harder because Jesus is in your life. Uh, there'll be greater persecution uh, because Jesus is, uh, is in your life. So when things fall apart, it's not that God has left us or isn't paying attention to us. But it's simply that the world is in a mess. The world uh, makes bad decisions. Uh, the world has consequences to sin. And the world hates Jesus. So because of all of that, it doesn't mean it will get easier. It means it will get harder. Um, if you are a Christian in a workplace surrounded by non-Christians, it's not going to be easier for you there because you're a Christian. It's going to be harder because they don't like the thing that you are. So Jesus really says, follow me and I will never abandon you. Jesus says, follow me and I will never abandon you. Jesus never says, follow me and everything will be okay. What Jesus says is, follow me and I will never abandon you. Jesus never lets us go. Jesus never uh, releases us to the mercy of the world. Uh, Jesus holds us. So it doesn't matter what we are going through. Uh, what Jesus really said is that he will never abandon you or forsake you. Uh, and that's radically different, which means whatever you are going through, the promise of God is that he is with you and he's for you and he's holding you and he's not going to abandon you or forsaken you. That is what Jesus says. So you will be persecuted. You will go through trials. There are times when your decisions will catch up on you. There are consequences to your sin. But 
Jesus never says he'll forsake you. He says he is for you. So that's the third uh, one I, I just wanted to look at. And the fourth one is this. Jesus never said, I love you if you do what I say. So sometimes we think that Jesus will love us if we do what he says and if we were just more religious or if we were more devout then Jesus would love us. You see friends my love Chris Rogers's love is very much conditional. Like I will love you until you stop agreeing with me and then you're out. You know that's how human love works isn't it? Uh, I will love you and I, I will have you as my friend until you no longer agree with me and then I'm releasing you. After being uh, a follower of Jesus for, for many years now, I've realized that God's love is fundamentally and intrinsically different to my love. My love is determined on your behavior towards me. God's love is determined by himself and not by you at all. Let me just say that. My love is determined by your love or your appreciation or your kindness towards me. God's love is not determined upon anything else other than his love for you. It comes from within him. And this is radically different. It is radically different. And I'm being a little bit hyper. Uh, um, hyperbole here uh, I, in saying that my love is only determined yeah, of course I love my kids no matter what, how they do in their exams or what they go on to do in life I will love them whatever choices they make I will love them because my love is unconditional towards them you know so I, I'm using a little bit of hyperbole here but you get the point don't you that you know uh, I will love you if you love me back. I will love you if you are kind to me. I will love you if you do what I say. That's, that's often how the world uh, works. That is not how God's love works. To compare uh, these two loves uh, makes no sense at all. There's no comparison. God's love never comes with strings or with a catch. God's love is freely given um, with no small print. There isn't any small print there. God's love for you and I is perfect and can't be turned uh, away depending on our good or bad behaviours. You see, sadly, in religion, very often we think that if we pray more, study the Bible more, uh, be uh, a good little boy or girl, then God will love us more. You know, we believe that God is like Santa and if we're kind and helpful, then we'll get on his good list. And if we're on his good list, then he'll give us more blessings. You know, we behave as if God is more like Santa. God is nothing like Santa. This is rubbish. It, it's a toxic idea that will only damage our relationship with a very loving God. We don't pray, study the Bible or attend church to gain God's love. We are first loved and therefore out of that response of his love, we want to respond back to him by knowing him better, deepening our relationship and being where he is. That's the reality. We do these things because we want to be by his side. You see, the real thing that Jesus says is this. I love you even though you don't do as I say. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus never said, I love you if you do what I say. 
what Jesus really says is this. I love you even though you don't do as I say. That's the character and nature of Jesus. So these phrases that are out there, God works in mysterious ways. He does. It's not in the Bible. That is true. Kindness is next to godliness. Rubbish. Showering more doesn't make you more like God. It just makes you clean on the outside. Um, These phrases, we've got to be careful where we pick these things up, these ideas from. Let's always check it against God's word. What does God's word say? What does Jesus actually say? So Jesus never says you have to be cruel to be kind. He never says that. He says love and show mercy to be kind. Jesus never says you've gone too far to be saved. Jesus really says you've never gone too far. Jesus never says follow me and everything will be okay. Jesus really says follow me and I will never abandon you. And Jesus never said, I love you if you do what I say. Jesus says, really, I love you even though you don't do as I say. Friends, I hope you found it interesting, a bit of fun, a bit different. And I pray that something in all of that might just sit heavy on you today as you realise that maybe you've had the wrong perspective or idea on something. But there you go. Friends, until next time, have a great week. Grace and peace.